Hello, hello. This is Yuri with Moving Sales Professionals and Let's Talk Moving Podcast. And with me today, I have Jason Piret, a transformational executive who works at an intersection of sales and marketing, founder of Alpha Brand, a consulting and advisory firm for B2C and B2B companies. Jason helps organizations strategically identify, reach, and engage with ideal customers. How are you doing today? I'm good, Yuri. How are you? Good, good, good. Living the life, living the dream. So let's get let's get to it. So how can a company identify their ideal customer? Yeah, I think that that's a huge question. Whether we're talking about the audience that's listening to this podcast who are moving professionals, or right. we're talking about anybody in any industry, I think that it's really important to take a look at uh, number one, previous customer data, right? Understand who it is that has been leveraging you for your services, you know, who's coming through the figurative door, so to speak. Outside of that, I think it's also important to think through what those customers are spending, what the profitability of that specific service is, right? start to kind of develop what, you know, we in marketing call a, a marketing persona, right? So figuring out what your customer looks like, what your customer is into, uh, you know, figuratively speaking or generally speaking, how many dollars they may have in their pocket for the services that you offer, so on and so forth, right? So you create this persona and based on that persona, you then are in a position to really better understand the connect with that customer, right? But it takes a little bit of, of research. It, it takes a little bit of, of time looking at your numbers, looking at the services that you provide, looking at the areas that you service and kind of coming up with a bit of a roadmap that will help you to better understand what might connect with and what might, you know, get the attention of those individuals. And now for a quick message from our sponsors. For a limited time only, we have partnered with an SEO and marketing company with discounted rates for their services. Schedule an appointment via Calendly link below to learn more. Thank you. And now getting back to the podcast. Okay. So, I mean, obviously we're talking mainly B2C. Yeah. With B being obviously the moving company in this case and C being the person that's looking for a move, whether it's a corporate move or a local move, whatever the case may be, right? So yeah. uh, what would be your number one recommendation for companies that don't currently do marketing? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest challenges or one of the biggest issues that I see with companies that aren't currently actively marketing today Um is that they try to do too much all at once and they get really overwhelmed, right? So whether it's listening to a podcast like this, whether it's the time that you spend on social media yourself, whether it's you know the, the, the news you consume and all of those different things, I think that there are a lot of messages coming at entrepreneurs and business owners today that are beating the drum for marketing. And I think that those messages are really valid, but uh, 
everybody, it's like an ice cream shop, right? Everybody's got their favorite flavor. And so those voices that are coming at them are saying, hey, you know what you need to be doing is social media. Uh, you know what you need to be doing is working on your site's SEO. Well, you know what you need to do is you need to get with an influencer who's going to talk about your business, right? And say that, you know, there's all this stuff coming at them. And I think most people try to kind of attack that entire ball of wax all at once. So my recommendation to more directly answer the question is to start small, right? To, to pick a lane, develop your presence and your feel and, and your message in that lane. And then once you feel like you've got a good grasp on that, then move into something different, right? And I'm not saying you have to be expert level, at the thing that you pick, and I'll, I'll give some examples here in a second. You don't necessarily have to be expert level, but you do have to feel like you've kind of got your finger on the pulse with that marketing channel that you selected. And, and then, you know, add something else into the mix because that's where you're going to be able to kind of compound your efforts, right? So uh, to give an example, uh, I think when we're talking about moving professionals, when we're talking about, you know, individuals that aren't necessarily a brick and mortar retail store per se, but are connecting with people and providing a service. One of the most important things that they can do is develop an email list and to create a really great email cadence to go to that audience so that individuals know, number one, who you are and what you do. What makes you different than other people that they may see, look at, and, and interact with online? And then how they can get in touch with you, right? So if you create this email cadence that goes to that audience, you're going to learn a lot of things from that audience through that interaction. Number one, if you're doing it correctly, you're going to be able to see who's opening the emails and the type of things that they're engaging with in your emails, right? So you know what, what's really kind of piquing their interest. Once you've understood and kind of learned that aspect of it, then you can take what you've learned from that email marketing and you can parlay it into your next thing, which might be your social media presence. Because you know, as soon as you connect with somebody, they're going to go and they're going to start to, to vet you, right? They're going to want to see what your company is about. Are you who you say you are? And one of the first places that people do that is social media, right? So that's just a, a small example of how you can take something that you probably already know you need to do, which is email marketing, then compound that into another channel. Then once you've kind of compounded it into social media, you've got two different things that are playing and both of those things are playing off of each other. So as an example, you then take what you're doing on social media and the interactions that you're seeing there, and that might inspire what you do next in your email, right? We're seeing a lot of people or we're getting a lot of comments on our posts where people are saying XYZ. Well, then address that in your next email campaign and go from there. And now for a word from our sponsors. If you're a moving business owner, you may have already heard of Moversville, an email marketing service that helps moving companies increase, repeat, and referral business. But have you heard of Moversville Connect? Moversville Connect is an incredible resource for all things moving. They feature an array of vendors and services that cater specifically to the moving industry. 
You can find companies that provide moving software, moving sales services, marketing services, moving equipment providers, and much, much more. Visit moversville.com today to learn more. Absolutely. So what is your favorite avenue? <laughs> yeah, um, honestly say that that my favorite way to connect with people is via social media, right? I think that there is something uh, very real. Uh, I know that that all the time we we kind of hear people going, hey, there's a there's a persona on social media and those people aren't real and, and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, I have to say that, that I've found quite the opposite, right? Especially from a business perspective. Uh, I think that there is no better way for you to, to get a beat on your audiences, your customers, what they're into, what they're doing, um, than engaging with people on social media. I also think that there's a misconception about social media that social media is completely organic, that you have to develop a humongous audience on social media in order for you to be effective. And what I would say is that's not entirely the case. Um, so when we take social media like Facebook as an example, uh, would lump Facebook and Instagram together. I think that that's if you're part of meta, so it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to tackle Facebook, you can tackle Instagram at the same time and you kind of get a two for one. Right. right? Um, and in doing that, what I would say is uh, one of the things that Instagram and Facebook are doing really well is a bit of, of copycat or, or parodying of, of TikTok. Right. And so where I'm going with this is that when you kind of get into that, one of the best ways to get the attention of and engage with people who you have never met before um, is really to start generating short form video content. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be anything super complex. Doesn't have to be something that you've spent a ton of money and a ton of time and energy to do. Quite the contrary, the more authentic and the more genuine it is, the more I film this on my iPhone and you know, this is what I'm putting out into the world, um, the more likely you are to start getting attention for your business. And the reality of that is, is that the attention that you're generating for your business is going to pay off in a couple of different ways. I think the first way is, is that number one, you're generating a buzz about your business. And as you generate that buzz, you start to generate likes and views, and you start to get people who are following your pages that's overall good for the algorithm, right? You hear a lot of people talk about that. It's the mechanics behind the way that the platform works. And so regardless of those people or people that you're ever gonna touch, you're ever gonna move, right? Or any of those things, the important takeaway from that is that those are people who are interested in what you're doing, right? So those people are starting to give credibility to you as a business on that social media platform. So then where it gets interesting and more specific for you as a business is that then when you go to then build your target audience, so the people who are in your geography that you service, the people who fit your ideal customer profile, and you go to do that through, let's say you start to boost some of your posts, 
And you do that, and when you boost the post, that's probably one of the most economical ways to actually, quote unquote, advertise on the platform. Uh, when you boost your post, you have the ability to use that ideal customer profile data. So what age range are they? What geography are they in? What is their you know, economic standing? Those kind of things, right? And your ads or boosted posts are going to get more traction because of the work that you did with the short form content, right? So the more credibility and, and validity you give to what you're doing, even though right in the very instance, you're going to go, well, I looked at this guy's profile and he's in Toronto and I'm in Kansas City. There's, there's no way that I'm ever going to do any business with that guy. Well, that's great. I understand that aspect of it, but the fact that he is engaging with your content is giving you credibility. And when you go to leverage that credibility to reach the audience that you're looking for in Kansas City, it's going to be there for you. And you're going to be able to reach more of your intended audience because of the work that you put in to build that credibility earlier on. Right. And that, the, the irony of that is, is that that's, that's how you and I connected was on social media, on Facebook. So that's yeah. that's exactly what how that how that came about. I think we we chatted in one of the groups, if I'm not mistaken. But but either way, it's yeah. like it's a, it's a I I think the main thing that uh, especially relating to the moving industry, this is what we got to look at. the The reality is this: if at any given point you go to a mall in your area, and yeah. let's say you take versus looking at all the stores and everything else, you just take a stroll through the mall. You walk on one floor, on the other floor. Every other person that you're going to walk by is going to have a cell phone in their hand today. That is the reality. Yeah, I mean, are there still people out there that don't use social media? Are there still people out there that don't use cell phones? Yeah, the older generation. But obviously, we're looking. We're not looking necessarily backwards or we're not even looking necessarily right now. We're looking into the future. And then to look into the future Every 99% of the people are going to have their cell phones. 99% of the people are going to be looking up restaurants. They're going to be looking at businesses. They're going to be looking at whatever they're looking yeah. up on their cell phone. So we got to start thinking about that now and today about getting in front of these people as much as possible. So that's where the social media marketing, that's where uh, doing your TikToks, doing your reels, doing uh, YouTube, doing podcasting, doing blogging, doing whatever yeah. else that you want to do is going to get you that play because ultimately that's where they're going to look. They're like, Absolutely. that's that's where the future is. That's where it's today. I mean, look, I can say right now, um, I just started this podcast in January, okay, of 2023. Right now, we're in November 2023, right? So we're not even up to a year yet. We're into, we have 44 episodes released as of today, as of this morning, right? So we're filming this today. Today is the 13th of November to give the date here when we're filming this, right? But today is uh, 13th of November. We just released our 44th episode. We have over 300 subscribers to our youtube channel three 334 i think to be exact right awesome man congratulations uh, we, have, yeah. we literally just started our instagram and our tiktok we just got involved in that i don't think it's been even been a month yet to be honest with you 
and at least one, I forget which one of those, but one of those channels already has almost either almost 300 subscribers, followers, or close to it. And we just yeah. start. So all of this stuff is important. If you're trying to run your business, or if you're trying, especially we're talking about the moving industry, we need to, once again, we need to get in front of these people. Some of that stuff is organic, but of course, you know, if you want it to be better, it needs to be done right. I mean, I give all sorts of play to two UK companies who I'm very impressed with. Uh, one company would be Pask Removals out of UK. And uh, Joshua Pask, if you guys are soccer or football fans or professional Europe football out there, Joshua Pask pay, plays for one of the European teams, one of the UK teams. He's a professional footballer, right? Soccer player. Uh, and, but he also owns a moving company, he, which is called removals in UK. They call removals, not moving. Right. So it's called past removals. And if you guys listen to the podcast that I did with him, that's all he talks about is social media, like, uh, an organic marketing, basically Facebook is where he gets all his customers. So yeah. that's his number one focus. And then there's another UK company. It's called Warren's removals. Now, Warren has on YouTube has this uh podcast like but in reality it's very much looks and shows like a reality show uh it's good. so if you look up Warren's removals those episodes they're excellent and they're I don't know that. honestly I don't know who he has to do his videography but it's 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 great it really is like you you have people they may not use a moving company ever in their life but it's captivating. And it's drawing yeah. audience. And ultimately, you know, just like we were talking about checking out where you are from and what you're doing and, you know, like checking out are you legit and stuff like that. You know, I had somebody that literally physically popped into my office last week who said, oh, I just got your resume somewhere and I wanted to make sure you guys are legit. And he literally like busted through my door <laughs> and I'm like, hello, did I miss an interview? Did I what's going on? But People yeah. look you up and it's like you, yeah. you get out there and they realize that this, you know, if you are legit, that's the best way to do things. And I mean, we got it, especially for those of you guys that are new to the industry. If you guys want to get where the old timers are, who like everybody knows who certain companies are, everybody knows who Mayflower is, right? Everybody knows yeah. Allied. Every, a lot of people know, you know, of. Uh, Gentle Giant, you know, and yeah. uh, these companies are household names. If you want to be a household name in the current market, especially in front of, we're talking right now, teenagers, but those teenagers are sooner or later, they're going to have, like, give it 10 years and those teenagers will have families. Those teenagers are going to be buying houses. They're going to be moving. They're going to be doing yeah. all that stuff. So you want to get their attention now because down the road, five, 10 years from now, those are the guys those girls that are going to be having families are going to be using your companies to move them. They're the ones that are going to help you earn money, right? So you want to get into this as soon as possible. Whether you, if you're good at this stuff yourself, okay, do it yourself. If if you feel that you have the time, if this is not your thing, get a marketing company of some sort that's good at this. And speaking. Yeah. You know, I don't promote that too much, but if you guys are looking for something like that for a marketing company, uh, please reach out to us. We we do have a connection with somebody, so we can certainly yeah. 
point you in that direction, whether that's something that's going to work out for you or not, that's to each its own. But uh, anyway, that's certainly what we, uh, what we talk about. So how can a company tie their marketing to sales? And I think we, yeah. we've addressed a lot of that already, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's part of why I, I, I founded my company uh, and I touch on sales and marketing is because the two are just so closely related. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think that there's a few things that, that are table stakes, right? So, uh, you know, keep in mind that, that what I do is advisory and consulting, right? So, so, you know, in this conversation, let me, let, let me give you my playbook, right? So uh, I'm not the executor of your marketing, right? So like, like Yuri said, you know, reach out to him. He's got a company that he can kind of point you in the direction of and that kind of thing. Um, when you're thinking about somebody like me, uh, I'm a fractional executive. I come in and and I take the role of you know your CMO, your chief marketing officer, and I go, hey, let's let's look at some of these things and and let's figure out you know what what is probably going to work for you, and then we're going to go find somebody to execute it. So I mentioned all of that to say that when I'm thinking about the playbook, right, the the questions that I ask and the things that we go through. There's there's just a handful of things, right? I think the first thing is, do you know who your target audience is? And it can't be anybody who needs to move. Like that can't be your target audience. I know that that's probably the work that you will do, but you need to be a little bit more specific than that because you can't boil the ocean, right? So be a little bit more specific, you know, be a little aspirational as to the moving that you want to do, the type of jobs that you want to do, right? That that will help. It doesn't mean other stuff won't come to you, but what it does mean is that when you pick a target audience, it's going to help you to be able to market a little bit better, right? So we'll do a little bit of work or, or you should be doing as an entrepreneur your own work to figure out what your specific target audience is. Secondarily, you need to make sure that you certain things in place that people can find and engage with that give them an understanding of who you are, right? So everybody should have a website. It doesn't have to be the biggest website in the world. It doesn't have to be uber complicated. It can be one, two, three pages, right? It can be, this is who we are. Learn a little bit about us. This is how you get in contact with us, right? So that kind of stuff is important because that's, I mean, for lack of better terminology, that's your business card out there in the digital world, right? Right. The third thing that we have been talking about today is that you need to have some kind of social media presence, right? And the one like key thing that I talk with everybody about, and the reason that I say start small, right? I don't say, hey, set up a channel on every single social media that's out there and then start to manage that. The reason I don't do that is because the number one secret of driving engagement on social media is consistency, right? Mm. So whatever channel you pick, whether it's Facebook and Instagram, whether it's it's TikTok, and I wouldn't necessarily pick that as an isolated channel, whether it's LinkedIn, right? At the end of the day, what you wanna make sure you're doing is staying consistent with that. So you're gonna wanna post one or two times a day, right? So that you can really start to generate that visibility one of the things that 
I tell companies quite often is it is likely that someone will come to your social media page to learn more about you before they will actually end up at your website. So they'll come to your social media, they'll scan all your posts and check out what you've been doing and those kind of things. And then from the link that's in your profile, they'll go to your website and figure out how to better get in contact with you, right? So there's those things. And what I would say, right? So then to get to the answer of, of the question that you were asking is the way that you tie sales and marketing together is by making sure that the marketing that you're doing is in line with that customer profile that you're looking for. And then the message that your sales department, your salesperson, you, right, as the seller of your business is delivering is in line with what you promised via your marketing message, right? So if you say, we're the cheapest movers out there and you're never going to find anybody cheaper, then you better make sure that when you're having that sales conversation, that that's what you're telling and that's what you're delivering somebody. Oh, frankly, guys, the words cheap and things like that is something that we do <laughs> not want to use as our marketing tool. Because when you use that type of language, you unfortunately attract that type of language. Yeah. And that comes with that comes with uh, all sorts of issues on the day <laughs> of the move. So that's the stuff that we want to avoid as much as possible, obviously, right? So yeah, we absolutely. Don't want the, we don't so want I, those type of customers. We want the customers that want to pay for good service. That's who we absolutely. want. So if you're saying maybe like we're the most careful mover or, you know, we're expert movers or whatever, right? Whatever, whatever message you're delivering, make sure that that's the underpinning of the make sales sure conversation that you're having. Yeah. You got to back exactly. up the message. Otherwise, the message is going to get lost. And before you know it, you're going to have people using social media to make fun of the message that you're sending because, because it goes in the contrast of the reality. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the ways that I think that um, companies, no matter what size the company is, I think one of the ways that companies can keep all of that stuff organized is by using a, a CRM system, right? So for my business in particular, and I'm not endorsing these guys in, in, in any way, because there's tons of them out there, but like uh, an example of a CRM system is like HubSpot, right? So I use HubSpot for my business and my marketing that I do uh, comes out of HubSpot. So when I send a marketing email, it goes out of HubSpot. Uh, when someone opens that email, as an example, I see it in HubSpot, that kind of thing, right? So I mentioned that to say that one of the ways that sales and marketing get offline a lot of times and get out of line a lot of times is because there's not a level of organization in the back of the house that says, hey, I've got a complete customer or prospect record here. I can see that we sent them three emails, Bob engaged with this right. one We're email. All, uh, all the moving companies that are out there that are more serious, not somebody necessarily just came off the truck yesterday, right? But everybody right now in the moving industry is using one CRM or the other. So awesome. uh, you got to look at your CRMs and you got to do if uh, look and see if they are doing for you what... Uh, Jason is talking about. Um, not all of them do. Yeah. Like for example, you know, no offense to Granot and Granot users, but but I have not seen that type of capability come from Granot. Okay. 
have I seen it in smart moving? Yes. Have I seen it in the moving software? Yes. Have I nice have I seen it in Moveboard? Yes. There's some other ones out there that the super move, I think, as well, that have that capability, but certainly not every single CRM that's out there. So you may need to look at something that does that for you, whether you need to upgrade your CRM to something else, or maybe you need to have a different CRM to track that type of thing for you altogether. You know, there's there's plenty of now platforms, email platforms like, uh, you know, like, like CallRail and some of the other stuff that's out there that mm -hmm. you can use that's going to track... Uh, you know, how many of your emails are actually being opened and things like that. And uh, what uh, what's getting you more traction versus getting you less traction. But the point is, is that you want to make sure that you, you know, that you do track your marketing because worst thing that you want to do is basically sign a blank check because you want to be yeah. able to track things. And when it comes to same thing, when it comes to SEO companies, like, I mean, I'll be honest with you, SEO is not my personal thing. I have somebody that's that does that for me. Sure, you know, but yeah. am I doing that myself personally? No, I'm not because that's not like sales is my thing. This is my thing. This is fun for me, right? But, um, and I understand the the mechanics of it all. I do. I understand the mechanics of it. But at the same time, it's like you want to make sure it's done correctly because SEO takes a lot of work. A lot of companies will call themselves SEO, right? But are those companies, even and a lot of them, you, you have a few out there that are going to say, we only work with movers. That's great. But are you doing for movers what you should be doing for movers? Because reality is this. Let's be honest about this. Not every mover out there has a thorough understanding of what SEO does and what it's meant to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, as little as changing your address can like kick the crap out of yours, whatever your SEO company did for you up to date. Like yeah. you can you, and they have to basically start from scratch once you change an address, for example, or yeah. if you change a name or if you change stuff like that. So if before you do any of that, you got to consider what well, what are the repercussions? What is that going to do to my marketing? What is it going to do to this? What is it going to do to that? You, you've got to do all that research. How many, once again, uh, if you when choosing an SEO, you want to be very careful and you want to make sure they're doing things. Um, I'm not going to mention any companies, but so I have a person that does my marketing SEO, right? So uh, he was doing something for one of my clients. That client specifically, and I'm once again, I'm not going to say who it is, uh, but one of well, that client specifically, prior to my guy getting involved, right, he had like two or three other companies that were doing SEO for him, and he never cut off their access to the website. So oh, when oh, my man. guy started doing his thing, the articles that he was writing and putting in there they magically started getting deleted. <laughs> so when things are getting deleted that you're trying to do, that whole thing that you're trying to build is being sabotaged by somebody that was in there before and the owner of the company never went in and never took away their access after he stopped working with them. And it's like, it's like you're, what's the point of hiring somebody else if you're not going to make sure that whoever you had before that you were unhappy with uh 
still has access to all your stuff. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's heartbreaking too, man, because SEO is, is a long play, right? Yeah. So it's not something that's going to uh, happen you know, overnight. So if you guys think it, that that's going to happen, you're looking yeah. at the wrong thing. Social media can happen a lot quicker for you than SEO. That's yeah. reality. So if you want yeah. to look at that, it that you if you're putting out great content out over there, those things will happen will happen quickly. Also keep in mind, we're like for me, for example, we're a niche. I'm not gonna get a thousand views on one of my videos overnight. If I do, that would be freaking amazing. But realistically, <laughs> it's probably not gonna happen, right? Because we're niche. Yeah. People that are gonna be interested in what I'm talking about are gonna be either A, involved with the moving industry, involved with marketing, involved with advertising, involved with some sort of a business thing, but they're not gonna be your Joe Schmo worldwide. Uh, that's just regular guy walking down the street. More than likely, he's never even gonna look yeah. at my podcast. You know, like one of the things too, Yuri, that um, one of the things that I've found is, you know, you have to put yourself to some extent in the mind of your customer, right? Absolutely. And I say that from the perspective of like, there are things about the moving industry to someone who is an outsider that are interesting, right? Like, how does the lift gate on the back of the moving truck work? Right. Like, how do you guys get a, a mattress up three flights of stairs? Right. Like, what's the technique? Right. Like, I'm just thinking about things off the top of my head that like, if you're a professional mover, maybe you're not thinking that that is interesting to you because you've known that for however long, how all that different stuff operates. But what's interesting to, to other people is I don't know, starting to figure out and find out tips and tricks and uh, things that that they they didn't know about before, right? And so, uh, what I would what I would you know I, I guess recommend that you do is is kind of think like a twelve year old. Yeah. What feels cool? What 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 feels interesting and unique? And that's the stuff. And that once again brings me back to uh, Warren's removals and and Josh yeah. Pask. That's exactly what those guys are doing. The, their guys are buying in. Their guys are going on the job and they're filming. Uh, you know how a piece of furniture gets wrapped or how or different things that they're doing, and they're yeah. talking about that. It's really actually it's very neat. And it's like, yeah. it's like, guys, if you're trying to get into social media, whether it's about running a podcast or whether it's just in general, you're trying to get attention to yourself from your local market or your uh, community or whatever, that's the way to go. You know, yeah. follow these guys, see what they're doing. They're, 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 they really are amazing. I mean, I wish, I wish everybody did that. Cause I mean, for us, the salespeople doing sales for these moving companies, when you guys are out there, you make our job easier. Yeah. Hundred percent, and and then to the point that you are making about SEO and and that kind of stuff. What I think is the most interesting about building out your social media is that because, like you said, it will work faster for you than some of these other marketing strategies will. Oftentimes, that becomes the way that people find you, and I mean that from the perspective of a Google search. Right. So when someone is going to search for a moving company in Kansas City, because I used that example earlier, then your social media done right is going to pull up because Facebook and Instagram, they rank higher on Google. Right. And so when someone goes to search for me, 
oftentimes they will find my social medias before they find something that I own outside of that social media, right? So it's a great way to really kind of uh, hack the system, if you will. Right, right. Absolutely. But we can talk about this day and night. So there's like, uh, where especially, you know, it's I find it always the the case where we're speaking the same language. And I mean, I can certainly speak different languages, whether it's movement related or language related. But anyway, it's been a pleasure having you on, Jason. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. And as I always say, the world moves on its own. So let the professionals move yours for you. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Yuri. Thank you.